0: Welcome, and thank you for joining us in this important dialogue about what leaders need now. Laura Rockefort and I are co-founders of What Leaders Need Now. Laura Rockefort is a leadership consultant and executive coach. She worked in the leadership development and coaching field in corporations for 25 years until starting her business as an executive coach for the past 12. I have worked in the field of executive coaching and leadership development for the past 30 years. Together, we've worked with thousands of clients across the country, helping them build performance and success, elevate cultures, and maybe most importantly, learn and grow into who they are.
1: You know, when we started, Andrea, with What Leaders Need Now, we saw it as this opportunity to have a conversation and to do some research and really impact what was going on in the last several years. And you yourself have said, you know, that that you've you've learned more over the last three years than you learned over the last 30 years. And um, this whole conversation that we're starting again is to provide some guidance to people so that they can be the best leader that they can be in these ever-changing times. And we know we both believe that leaders need to be able to support their teams and guide their teams. So that's what we hope these, these conversations will bring.
0: So I want to give a little bit of background as to why we've chosen these three attributes of compassion, courage, and humility to focus on in this series, in this podcast series. And I like to think of leadership, um, leaders and leadership in terms of archetypes. And these archetypes exist in every company and probably every function. And we all know about and think about the 50s style command and control leader, the theory X manager. And sometimes we think, well, haven't those people died off? um hasn't the 50s style manager died off and literally how how could they still be around how could they still be there but their proteges are still out there in the workforce and i think they're characterized or at least the ones that we see they're characterized by the the self-focused self-serving leader that surrounds him or herself with people that they that they feel comfortable with um, people that they're familiar with, that they've been been with a while, um, they are protect the status quo, and they they engage in behaviors that are at at their best cringeworthy and sometimes at their worst um, unethical. And what we found in the last three years is that people are on their last nerve and so these kinds of leaders i believe got highlighted mm-hmm. and these behaviors got highlighted so what we set out to do and i took it on as a as a research project was look at well what's the antithesis of this archetypal leader mm-hmm. and the three attributes that we identified were compassion, courage, and humility. In your work, Laura, you've certainly seen examples of where the kind of leadership behaviors I'm describing are just simply no longer tolerable. Have, have you seen an acceleration of that?
1: Oh, I have. I, since we began these podcasts, I've seen a lot of my clients that I've been working with have wanted to quit or they've wanted to step back in their career and do something entirely differently, stay home, um, or they face faced some too frequent and too overwhelming experiences for them, um, whatever those might be. And some of those have been losing team members um, to other companies and losing them to remote work. Some of it has been trying to deal with supply chain issues while still generating revenue. I've had that with some of my clients. They've also experienced organization leadership who has a desire to bring them back to work and they want to stay home. Um, And so there's all of those things emerging. And during this time, we're trying to to understand what that is rather than trying to push. I think what's happening is we're trying to push uh, the old way while we're emerging into a new way and what i think we need to do is pause and stop and listen and as you know you said andrea we need to have, show compassion we need to be curious we need to think about what is it that's changing in our world and come together on that rather than continuing to push i'm pushing my hands together we need to come together and you know link hands with one another for the future
0: the very idea that An old solution will work for this new problem um, is is foolish and we don't know the answers. We don't know the answers. And and, we have said so many times, Laura, it it's it's presumptuous to say, well, we know what leaders need now. We We are suggesting answers and we are also posing it as a question. And that's what we seek to do in this series as well, is to ask the question, what do leaders need now? Um, because it is an ongoing question and an ongoing dialogue because we don't have a crystal ball into the future. What we do know is a lot of what won't work anymore. And, and people are telling us that. Um, one of my clients recently said, we just need leaders who care that's that's a data point of research on compassion. We just need people who care.
1: I have to tell you a quick story. Uh, I, Zoom discounted me thirty percent. I don't know if that happened to you if you're due. and i I found feed, a feedback place to thank them for that. And I said, you know, that think people have gone through hard times, and for you to do that to offer that thirty percent discount is an act of kindness and an act of compassion for the changes that people have been going through, and I, I think we're seeing some of those relevant examples. We're also seeing a lot of things that that aren't examples of that, but you and I are going to be capturing those as we go along with the stories that we present in What Leaders Need Now, and I couldn't be more excited to be
0: sharing this time with you. I, I do want to point out, and, and we'll talk more about this in future, future episodes, and it's something that that I, I point out in the book. We, we have a book coming out, What Leaders Need Now, um, very shortly. Um, these three attributes are not something that are simple skills to learn. You know, We don't take a, a training class and all of a sudden this, uh, this archetype of the, the command and control leader is suddenly transformed into one with, with great compassion, courage, and humility. Um, and we talk about development, um, reflection and, and acknowledgement. And while I believe we all have the potential um, to hone and develop these things, um, these are not easy, easy things to transform in, in oneself. These, are, these take uh, a deep uh, uncovering and, and many leaders have these qualities and many are leading with these qualities, but this is something that takes a decision to act and a decision to transform something in oneself. And um, there, is, there is work to be done um, if if we want to embrace a new way of, of approaching this work. So Laura, the way we're planning to structure this series is to start with the three leadership attributes. And we have some great guests lined up to begin with compassion. One who is an expert in compassion for others and another who's an expert in self-compassion and in a spirit of being forthright and open about what's going on in our own lives you Laura are going through some life changing and extremely emotional and difficult circumstances and so we thought it would be important to share with the audience um, a little bit of background on that at this time.
1: I think we talked a lot about this, Andrea, about the why of that, and that we know that people are always going through things in their lives, and sometimes we want to separate the person and the work, and what you've done so graciously with me, and I'll talk about that in a moment, is just kind of let me go through what I'm going through and still work and still be a part of what we're doing together. And, and we're, we'll be talking about that as we go along, but yes, just a few short weeks ago, my husband of 33 years was diagnosed with ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. And I've discovered that I live in a bit of a parallel universe right now, while I'm working and caring for Rich and advocating for Rich, because that's something I've become with him as his advocate and giving him my full support and compassion as he progresses through this disease. So I'm just going to talk about how this connects in my view with what you just said about compassion and courage and humility. And you know first as I I look at this in terms of compassion um compassion to me is showing uh showing love and support for suffering and pain. And so supporting Rich through that um, when he's afraid, when um, we don't know what we're walking into, we don't know what's coming next, um, that I don't know either, but it's important that I give him and me the opportunity to just talk and be a good listener and be empathetic. Um, And I am not a hero. I'm not perfect in this experience. Um, I know that I need to give myself self-compassion. I need to take breaks. I need to go for walks. I need to breathe. I need to see a therapist. I need to get massages. But also I need to be there for rich completely. And our relationship has changed from one of conversations about The future to one about now. And I think that's where compassion lies most is understanding where we are in this moment, not getting too far out ahead of ourselves. Something that's been really astounding is the amount of people who write us letters, um, sent us cards, texts. And I think if we did that as a regular thing with each other, Um, Just when things are hard and we know we heard about those things over the last several years, people doing kind things for each other, but I think kindness is really important um, when we're going through tough things. The second thing uh, is courage. I, there's so much I don't know and can't know, but I have become a fierce advocate for rich talking, learning, growing, talking to people, um, stepping up for him, asking his permission to speak on his behalf. You know, we, we've changed in terms of how we talk to each other about, about life courageously. We're open, we're honest, we're reflective. And, um, that courage is something I never even thought I had, um, things I'm I'm able to do that I didn't think I would be able to do are happening uh, as I I care for Rich. And I think there is that natural capability in each of us to find that and pull that out of ourselves when we're in unfamiliar situations uh, as leaders. And we walk into those all the time. I want to close by saying that allowing people to help me and letting in compassion and generosity has not been easy for me. I'm a person who likes to do it all by myself. I feel like it's my responsibility. I'll take it on. I'll take the hill. And having people help me is really hard. But Rich has a team of 10 people that are helping in his care. And they are amazing. Each one individually is amazing. We've got you know, a neurologist. We've got a nutritionist. And each person's experience is separate from the others. But they... Come together, they work together, they talk together. And from the highest paid to the lowest paid, they're a team. And what's been astounding to me with that, with that team is I didn't know them. I didn't know them eight weeks ago, but I trust them to help us. And if they don't know something, they'll go find out. And they're not afraid to say they don't know something. And I think for me, what's what's helped in that whole situation is knowing that even that they don't, there's no cure for ALS, No, nothing progresses the same way. They still get up every day and they soldier on. They have a pure desire to find that cure and to find the reason why people are getting ALS, 30,000 people a year. And I've begun to trust them all so much. And I just wonder, what if in our leadership, we looked at each other in that way. We said that each part creates the whole and each part makes us better. And it doesn't matter where we fall on the hierarchy. And that we knew that humility is the key to lifelong learning, that not being standing out as the best or the most. And boy, has that been earth-shaking for me.
0: What if, Laura? What if? What if? That's
1: beautiful. So Andrea, I just want to say that you are doing that. You, uh, our teamwork is a collaborative effort filled with compassion, filled with understanding. Behind the scenes, and I'm sure we'll talk about this as we go, you know, I'm doing my part, but it's less than it would have been if we had started this before, Rich's ALS diagnosis. But we are definitely... Uh, showing all of these things in our work together and learning together how to do that and I just want to thank you uh for the gifts that you've given me I appreciate them very much
0: i admire you and i i don't know where you draw from to to have it and none of us want to be in your shoes we all don't know where you you get it maybe if we were we would we would bring it forward as well. But we admire, we admire what you're able to draw forth.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I don't know where it's coming from either. And I think that's probably part of the wisdom of leadership. You know, you and I have had these conversations before about, you know, can you be young and have this knowledge? Or do you have to go through a lifetime to get here, you know, parents who've passed away or other experiences that we've seen. And that gives us the fortitude when we get to a really crucial moment in our leadership or in our relationships with others. And I, I think, I know you would say that enlightenment comes when it's time,
0: right? And I think Uh, Richard Rohr said, you can't plan your own enlightenment.
1: Yeah, I think I know what I know now, but as we go through this series, I think it'll be, um, I'll i will bring my authentic self, as I know you will, Andrea, and wherever we are in that moment, we'll talk about, it. certainly we won't use this as a, as a foundation, but it will be a part of what walks with me as I continue to work, as I continue to lead, as I continue to speak, and um, I can hear the shakiness in my voice as I share it. Emotions are always on the edge for me. Uh, but, But I also know that that's okay. I know that that's okay.
0: Thank you for sharing and for demonstrating compassion, courage, and humility. And I know that your story will provide solace and a role model for others. It's courageous for you to share with others in this venue. Thank you, Andrea. To our guests, if you are interested in continuing this dialogue around What Leaders Need Now, please join us for our podcast series at whatleadersneednow.com. You can go there to stay informed, sign up for updates, and join our contact page. Please uh, join us to continue to converse with us and explore What Leaders Need Now.